Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Michael Huber. Yo. Bradley <laughs> Ellis. Yo. And Brandon Jones. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Ian Hink, again, unfortunately missing this week. It is time to play Glenny's Cauldron. This is, of course, where our witch friend, Glenny, uh, is asking us to collect some ingredients from the wizard store. Uh, we only have enough doubloons to purchase one item, so we ask our patrons to submit items to us, mm-hmm. and we must pick one of those two uh, because that's all we can afford today. Brandon KC is selling a real-time 24-hour day-night cycle, and all the shops and merchants are only open for business from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. See, I like that. I love it. I love this. <laughs> I'm yeah. waiting, love this? I'm waiting for the this. part where that's best. Skyrim. Yeah. Skyrim, baby. Shenmue, no, no, baby. No, 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 no. But it matches the time of day today. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what that but, means. And you probably can't oh, skip forward. Oh, real life. <laughs> real life 24-hour <laughs> life cycle. Oh, okay. Okay. So Living it. You yeah, cannot you play can. this game. Huber, you wouldn't be able <laughs> to play a lot of it because you stay up all night. You got to find the time. <laughs> wait. wait I, I do need specifics, though. Wait. Is it is it your time zone? Or real time. Yeah. Real time 24-hour day-night cycle. So, oh, okay. Is it better or worse if it's like stuck to one? If it was like a Russian developer or something, so it's uh, like on Russia time. There are Pokemon games that I've told it's different because I wanted to like have more access to things. Can you cheese it like Calendar Man, where you like set your internal clock? Yeah, off? Animal Crossing style. You cannot cheese it. Okay, it's online only. Cade uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stedman is selling. The final boss of the game is a character first introduced directly prior to the final boss fight. Oh, uh, please. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it was me. Now let's fight. I love that. I think that's so funny. Isn't that directly like, in front of Isn't that like Final Fantasy 3, 4, 5? Uh, 9 gets a little hairy, too. Nine. It happens late a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. it definitely happens pretty late. <laughs> The idea or at least the form, you know. At least, I know this character, but like once it takes its final form, like yes. I have no attachment to this. Yes, but in this case, this is this is a whole character who is introduced directly in front of the final boss. Fight. Uh, like, yeah, I just I don't know if we could add more details to it, but it's like I need some kind of fighting style we've never heard of that they just introduced that they're mm-hmm. talking about as we're fighting. That you're like, yeah. I, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yes. it's really funny to have a final boss who isn't even familiar with you. Yeah. Hey. You, have, you have so many boss fights who are just like, I will defeat you. Now it's like, who are you? And you're just like fighting each other. Uh, one of my favorite final boss fights of all time, Lord of the Rings, the third age. Mm. You fought, sorry, spoilers. You fought, you what, fight well, someone. On, what is the third age? That, uh, the yes. RPG. Um, it's the he, turn-based RPG. Yeah, it's a turn-based RPG. Cool. And it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then just flew off the rails near the end. And like, I don't remember who you fight the second to last boss. It fades to black, fades up, and you're like fighting like Sauron on top of the tower. You're like on the tower fighting the eyeball itself. You're just like, <laughs> how'd, I get, how'd I get here? Someone brought you there, dude. I want you. I want to fight it you. It was just right too good of an idea eye. to, yeah. you know, worry about actually figuring out how it happened. Before the movies or after the movies? I think it was during. I it's think you during. were like you, you were like the RPG party that. Oh, oh, you didn't just see them; they were just here. Well, I mean, that kind I'm of sorry, thing. I meant like games development. Was it made before or after? The oh, movies? after the movies. After, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. So we all had a clear idea of what the eye. Even yeah, yeah, like yeah. At that yeah, point. yeah. Okay. Um, so we're willing to give up the twenty-four, the real-time 24-hour day-night cycle. Yeah, we'll give it up. Okay. I mean, there's another wizard who seems to come by the shops immediately after we leave. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're leaving that on the table. Thank you, Cade Stedman. We're taking the final <laughs> boss game character appearing right before the final boss I'm, fight. I'm excited about that boss now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to developing that. <laughs> Kyle, I'm going to have an impact. Yeah. I'm more He's mad. Not, though. That's the whole point. I'm more mad he used doubloons for our currency. Like, what is that? That doesn't mix with wizards at all. 
or witches. Doubloons is the currency of this of the that the wizard shop takes. You should have thought this through. It's not rupees. It's not gold. Yeah, it's doubloons. How dare you? It is time for corrections. Begin corrections music, please. Okay, so I had this right. I had this right. This is what kills me is when I'm right and Here someone on the panel says no. Oh. Has the audacity to look at yeah, me and say no. I have like, a That's like idea. a Bloodworth. That was a Bloodworth joint, right? Or Damiani. It was a Damiani. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> One of those okay. two always. Yeah. So. <laughs> Blood's usually right. The fraud Randy Pitchford had a little magic trick during his presentation. And it was, in fact, uh, Cario Dude on Twitter even showed me like images. Every single card in the deck that he was dealing had the signature on it. Oh. You could, like, the, the angle that his uh, uh, volunteer had, she was, like, tilting it a little too close to the camera, and right. you could see as she was dealing cards, they all had the exact same signature on them. That's what killed it. So, like, I love magic tricks where it's, like, there was a contraption. You know what I mean? There was, like, like a cool mechanical thing that mm -hmm. made this happen. Yeah. When it's just, like, I lied. That's when it <laughs> bums me out. That's when I get mad at a magic yeah. trick. Do you like David Blaine? Uh, he's kind of an I lied guy, but I always think about like the floating dude, just like cu cutting the soles of your shoes so you can like float a little bit. I think that's so cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's the one where he's like in the box and it's like suspended? That's real. He just suffocates. Okay. <laughs> What about Chris Angel? Chris, yeah, what's the difference there? <laughs> Chris Angel is a frown. <laughs> when it's a plant, it's like so boring. It's like such a bummer, right? Yeah. Like, right. oh yeah, we just talked to that guy. We got a signature earlier. It's like, that's such a, oh, Yeah. Amaze me. Yeah. I'm amazed that they did that. I'm amazed Correction Music's been playing this whole time. Are you? Uh, <laughs> oh, Jones, this is for you. The Iron Man VR villain is definitely Ghost. Oh, cool. Most recently seen in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Neato. Yeah. Nito? How do we know that? Uh, confirmed. Okay. She's in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, you see her face. You see the oh, mask. Like, nah, no, you will pay for your head. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. My bad. Um, people who buy... There's another one for you, Jones. Uh, people oh, no. who buy the early access for Dreams for $30, when the full game comes out, boom, baby, all yours. Nice. Free Excellent. upgrade. Uh, I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's neat. So How much is the Iron Man game? game? I think it's gonna be not said, but like what they're saying about it, Huber, is that it's like an eight to ten hour game, full game. What? So that might be Whoa. a big sixty banger, dude. I gotta play that. I'm playing it. <laughs> full playthrough. Thank you. We did full not have playthrough. <laughs> We're struggling despite really positive previews. We're still struggling to find positivity about that. So I appreciate that you're okay. there for that, Huber. Um uh oh, Trivia Murder Murder Party Two is that name's game. Okay. I said murder mystery party too. I think and I wasn't even reading the words on the page. Uh, Total War games. We had some confusion about whether it's RTS or turn-based strategy. It's both. Turn-based strategy on the larger map scale, and then RTS when you get into the nitty-gritty. There you go. Does it oh. All. Does it all, baby? Interesting. God, those games yeah. are intense. Oh, the Warhammer ones. That, like that's that? too intense for me. Uh, oh, you don't play as Handsome Jack in the pre-sequel. That's a body double, it's a DLC character. Thank God we sorted Huber, that out. Don't you want to play as Handsome Jack's body double? Dude, Handsome Jack is the worst video game character of all time. Oh, no, we can't say that. We had way too many Borderlands <laughs> <And> supporters <laughs> and corrections. Like, I can't hear it. I liked uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Me too, dude. It's really good. There we go. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. Balance. Uh, that guy's in it. <laughs> the bodyguard? Uh, or the, the body character, double? I forget his name. Reese. Reese is yeah. in it. Reese, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. in Borderlands 3. He is? Yeah. Oh, dude. Which that, is crazy because that kind of gets me excited. I'm not going to lie. Me too. Because yeah. Tails was really, really good. But do you remember where Tails ended? No. It ends in some like crystal dimension. So it's like, how does he get out of crystal dimension? Excuse me? Yeah, man. 
Saving the day. Yeah. Spoiling Telltale games after I just company. saw his list. Well, gone, quiver, dude. Like, who's making who's making that money right now? If you go buy that game, who's making that money right now? <laughs> Disney. Jo Jones likes Handsome Jack. The legacy. Jones loves Handsome Jack. I yeah. strange fact number about Jones. I'll, I'll take it. It's not, anything to end corrections. <laughs> anything. Yeah. And love him. Back at game trailers, when we used to do countdowns all the time, Jones always pushed for funniest characters, and we're like, why? He's like, "Cause so we can do Handsome Jack. I wore one. my Handsome Jack shirt to the meeting. <laughs> Didn't work. And I, I asked our community, we've come to a consensus, Ukes, bad. And corrections music. Ukes bad. Ukes do some, like... Smackdown games? They do all the wrestling games. Yeah, though. dude. Yeah. Yuke's bad, apparently. Okay. At least now. Okay. If they say so. If you Hey, if you say so, <laughs> but like, so. We, I left it up to the community, the community yeah. responded, and we have to go with their deliberation. Yep. yep. Okay. We gotta, we gotta this go. one time. <laughs> 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 That's a rule? What? <laughs> <laughs> Just this once, oh. I trust you on Yuke's. <laughs> Oh, we have an update. Uh, last week we talked about Borderlands 3. We talked about the rumors that it would be released on September 13th and be an uh, Epic Game Store exclusive. Let's try to be true. It will be come out on September 13th and uh, it will be exclusive to the Epic Game Store for six months. I think that's an enormous deal. I think that's their biggest exclusive yet. Probably, yeah. Um, and it is like they were tight before. Apparently Gearbox published the physical box of Fortnite. And like really? many things in the past, but huh. as recently so as so they have a relationship already. Okay, they're pretty tight. Can we yeah. do a uh, launch stream of that for P for monitors like we did? For you know, blood's free? down. Yeah, you know, blood is down. You'll at least you do know, Jones is not down. By the way, he said I don't know that. what I'm doing on September. I don't know. It's <laughs> a long ways off. Preliminary. Uh, I got my calendar. Like, what if the Last of Us Two is out that day, Huber? The Morelands gonna have to wait. Uh, okay, of, of the four characters, Huber, who are you excited to play as? I honestly know nothing about. Yeah. Three. I really don't. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's Fallout Four. Uh, I I don't really like Fallout, but then I I like giving new games in a series, even if I don't like the series, a yeah. shot. Yeah, so give it a shot. You know, I I yeah. didn't really like Fallout, but then I played Four, and I was like, oh, this is I liked it. I liked Four. I don't really like Borderlands, but three, same thing. I'll give it a shot. There's a, a robot who wears a heavy coat named Flack. Oh, I'm in. No, that's dibs for me. <laughs> okay. Can, can we both be Flack? We cannot both be Flack. Dude, you yeah. can't double down on Just don't play with Kyle. Yeah. No, I want to play with Kyle, though, dude. He's yeah. the best. Kyle's going to play by himself. Yeah. <laughs> ah, offline. Yeah, offline. Yeah, <laughs> it is time for a very popular segment. Fantasy League update. Yes. Uh, this is where uh, we cover some things about the the uh, uh, fantasy critic league that involves myself, Ian Hink, and Don Castle. Always plugging it. Got some updates. Okay. Sekiro helped somebody. Uh, yeah. That helped Ian, I bet. Yeah, it did. That was Ian's first yep. pick. Like I think that had like a Good 92, pick. which is like uh, it's like 24 points or something like that. It's a nice, lot of points. It's nice. a lot of points. Um. Uh, I picked up Outer Worlds. I did end up picking that up for a dollar. Oh. Let's see how that pays off. Uh, Ian picked up Division 2 sneakily. I don't even know when Whoa, this happened. wow. Smart move. Snuck it in. Well, kind of smart. It's like an 81 right yeah. now. So it's, it's solid like, pick. It, if you got it cheap, yes. Division uh, 2 coming in off the bench. <laughs> this one I'm jealous of. Also picked up Katana Zero. Oh. Mm. 
I think that, that, that that's the the cool like ninja mm-hmm. indie yeah. game. That mm-hmm. was like that's a sneaky pick. Sneaky. Uh, Ian spent seven dollars between those. I don't know how that was distributed, but that like that I think that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. I, I bet that might rise higher than eighty. Always like those picks because I feel like the people reviewing Katana Zero are passionate about yes Katana Zero right inflated numbers. You know there are some reviewers <laughs> out there who can't <laughs> wait to trash yeah. on Borderlands Three. Yeah. Katana Zero, though, it's like, yeah, they're, they're not going to bother. Uh, speaking of Borderlands 3, nobody picked it up. It was out there. You could get it for a dollar. Mm, nobody what? wanted it. Yep. Hmm. It's a little iffy, Brad. You don't know how it's going to review, you know? When was 2? Dude, two was easy, like, sa- yeah. like easy 70s. Yeah. Plus. So you don't want something in the 70s. 80 or above, you get points? Uh, 70 or above, you get points, but oh. really, like, that's easy to find. Okay. You want something that's going to hit 90. You want something to hit high, high 80s. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to hit 80s, actually. Um, Me too. Speaking of which, Yoshi came out, and that was on Don's team. Didn't perform too well for him. Oh. Just a little bit above 80, which was, you know, crazy. You'd think Yoshi would rock it. And so right now, Don and I are tied at 55 points piece. Okay. Don has five games released. I have four games. Oh. Ooh. And here's the problem with those four so games. you have the loss column. No, I'm doing. I'm doing better. I'm it was doing. A base, what? It was a baseball reference. Got it. Uh, <laughs> problem is, Huber. Actually, I beat him with three games. One of those four games I just talked about is Metroid Prime Four. So even though I got zero points for one of my games, I'm still tied with Don. Yeah. Who got Mortal Kombat? Don got Mortal Kombat. We'll see how that goes. Do Dude, you still Mortal think Kombat today that Metroid Prime Four is coming out in 2019? No, no, no. Like, like I have a legit zero now for that. Oh, oh, oh. So the fantasy critic doesn't think it's coming out this year. Right. I got zero points for for Metroid Prime Four. Dude, 4. have That's you seen? The books. Good. Have you seen the collector? <laughs> the reveal of this guy. Yes. So sick. That's this a, guy, this new Mortal Kombat character. Wait, isn't that a Marvel character? Different. This is Imagine collector, with, collector, a K. With, a collector K. with a K. Collector with a K. Collector with a K. Trademark it. Baby. He's like a okay. four-armed blue dude who blue hoards, hoards riches, and like he worked for Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like a, he's like a mob a mob boss. Okay. But he's yeah. like an imp. Imagine yeah. an imp, Brad. Yeah. And he's got like blades that he I'm just pulls th- out. I'm like thinking of when you say that. I'm just thinking of sticks now. Think of sticks. Think of sticks. Is he like sticks? No, he's, like sticks. he's not. He's, he's like sticks. He's like sticks. He's got sharp teeth. Does he not have sharp teeth? He, I didn't look at his teeth. And he's way scrawnier than Goro is. Yeah, he's smaller. He's a lot like Sticks. So he's Sticks. He's Sticks-ish. Ish, okay. <laughs> Shades. Shades of Sticks. Shades of Sticks. So I got, I, got, I got raked over the coals again in the comments last week. Oh, no. Okay. Everyone knows my favorite way to start a podcast game announcement. is a game announcement. Me too. And apparently I missed one. I missed a big one. Oh. Soccer Wars. Dude, why would you miss that? I don't, I don't know... Jones is giving me the blankest face right now. <laughs> Jones, what do you know about Soccer Wars? I don't know what Katana Zero is, man. I got, I got some catching up to do. Well, you should. Soccer Wars, Jones. Yeah. That's a huge Sega franchise in Japan. Okay. Dormant for nearly 15 years. I love that. Yeah, that's That's always cool great. One. Yes. Um, like Samurai Showdown, I have no context on directly, but I'm st- it's still awesome that that series is coming back. So it's a big thing. It's a Sega team is developing this game. Uh... I get criticized in the comments for not researching enough. Fair enough. Here's There's what I'm gonna. A lot of games coming. A lot out of games. Every month, Kyle, you can't. Here's what I'm gonna do for you, Soccer Wars fans. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia entry right here on this podcast. Nice. Then you can't say I didn't research enough. Yeah. Then you can't say I got a thing wrong. If I did, hey, go change the Wikipedia article, <coughs> buds, instead of making a comment about it. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Soccer Wars Jeez. is a video game set in Tokyo. During a fictionalized version of the Taisho period, I looked that up. Taisho is 1912 to 1926. Cool. Uh, the player controls 
Seijuro, uh, that's two U's uh, in the middle of that, Kamiyama, and the all-female flower division of the Imperial Combat Review. Dubbed a dramatic 3D action adventure game, the player explores a fully 3D vertion of Ginza, Tokyo. That version misspelled. Somebody should fix that on Wikipedia. And talk to various characters to trigger main story events and side objectives. A recurring device called the Kinematron, here called the Symmetron, <laughs> allows Kamiyama to see a map of Ginza and speak with other characters. Mm. <laughs> cool. Was that everything? No. As with previous entries, gameplay is split between adventure segments, Kamiyama explores, Ginza, and talks to the characters, and battle segments. A returning gameplay element is LIPS. That's an acronym for Live, Live, and Interactive Picture System. During conversations, the player is presented with multiple choices to select within a time limit. What response the player selects directly affects Kamiyama's relationship with the protagonists and impacts their later performance in battle segments. The version used in the game is dubbed Analog Lips, with the player able to move the camera around and highlight objects or people to trigger more dial dialogue. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hope it's good. We covered it. We did it, baby. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Talking, you're exploring, you're fighting. Yeah. I'm always down for a uh, Sega game. Yes. D you know what? Sega you know? doing big budget games? Yeah. Please. Feels good. And I can't call this game low budget. We don't see the actual robot wars. In, like We get some some shots of like cool looking robots in the trailer for a second. Mm. When we see like gameplay of this stuff, maybe I'm like more in. Mm -hmm. yeah. For now, I'm like, why are you so mad at me? What? Yeah. Why should I care about Sakura Wars? Dedicated following, maybe. Yes, absolutely dedicated following. Yeah. Big deal. But uh, we'll see. Nice. Uh, the game is set for winter 2019 in Japan very soon. In the North America and European regions, we'll see it spring of 2020. Uh, also last week, got some criticism. You know what? I'll say it's valid. We did not cover the Kotaku article about Bioware. I, oh, okay. My initial reaction to it is like, man, this is long, and it's a lot of like what we already know about Bioware. Mm -hmm. But it had some details. I'll hit the bullet points, and then today we got a whole new article from Kotaku, from Jason Schreier in particular, about Bioware. So we got plenty to talk about here. <laughs> we got a bunch to talk Let's about. Unpack it. Let's try to our best to unpack it. So let me hit some bullet points from last week's report, which was mostly about Anthem. Um, Bioware structurally effed. It's not just one studio. It's three different ones who think of themselves with different status, right? Like, we talked a long time ago on this podcast about talent, about developer talent, and it is a belief within Bioware leadership, at least, that some of these studios are more talented than the other ones. Yeah. Like, there's an A studio, B studio, a C studio. Rude. Uh, but anyway, that leads to people working there believing that they're in the A studio or the B studio. Anyway, uh, not a lot of communication between those things. Uh, a lot of people are stressed out there, and what's really cool that uh, Schreier uh, uh, reiterates is that it's not just because of crunch. Like, we talk about crunch a lot last year, just like crunch is ruining developers, but it's just like people get stressed out at work, people leave, they get frustrated and go, not even during crunch, just because of poor leadership, just because of people coming in and saying, like, actually, we're not doing that, or actually, I don't know, and just, like, having to scrap years of work and things like that. Uh, uh, it is hard to work in a, in a situation where you do not have a clear goal and you know your boss does not have a clear goal and they do not accept criticisms. They don't want to hear what you have to say. And I think that a lot of that is happening at Bioware and is a lot of contributed to why Anthem was not too good. Uh, 
<laughs> Excuse me. Another thing uh, we had been running with for a long time is about Frostbite and how we had assumed that EA was really pushing Frostbite on all the developers and that, like, that is Anthem's Frostbite. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Frostbite, that's... Battlefield. EA's proprietary engine. DICE developed it. It is the Battlefield engine. And it's really good for a first-person shooter. Everything looks so nice in a first-person shooter. However, EA's like, we got to use this for everything. Everything will look good. Frostbite was not made for Mass Effect games. And that was a big reason Mass Effect took so long and had so many problems, is they're trying to force Mass Effect into Frostbite. Uh, Sports games, I don't think they've had as many problems switching to Frostbite. I think they've... It's, I think it's been difficult, but I haven't seen as many just like, well, it yeah, doesn't work. One of, the other, <clears throat> one of the other things they said specifically, too, is FIFA makes so much money that if there, if there are any issues with Frostbite, it's FIFA. And so you have, like, the lower, lower tiers, and you have Anthem, which, like, at, at certain points hadn't even been announced yet. And these they're like, we're having problems. And it's just like, we're not going to help. We're, we're going to FIFA. Like, yeah. that's this, you know, that's always the squeaky wheel. That's the one that... Uh, we're going to be fixing always because it's going to make us make us the most money. Mm. You know, figure out your own problems. So it's like it's an in-house engine <laughs> that the people in-house don't know how to use. Oh my yeah, gosh. And, like, how do you, and you can't like hire a new person who's a pro in frostbite because nobody. That's your proprietary. Sounds like engine. Square Enix right. years ago. Yes. battling their engines. Yeah, and yeah, Square Enix was finally willing to go with Unreal. Yeah. I, I would like to see EA try something similar. Um, uh. Uh, oh, so we had that assumption, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, turns out it was Bioware's decision to use Frostbite. Um, that was their call. Really? Yeah. Uh, I guess it was like an, everybody saw it eventually that like, hey, EA is going to make us use Frostbite eventually. Why not do this now? Uh, maybe a good decision. But it was made clear that it wasn't EA making a mandate. You must use Frostbite on these games. Uh as respawn with Apex Legends, still using that weirdo source source modified thing. So yeah, I mean it's not a, not a mandate. Uh, the phrase Bioware magic is is popularized now, and this was the belief that within look the thing's a mess, right? But we're Bioware, and within the last year, last eighteen months of development, the Bioware magic is going to kick in, and everything's going to come together. And we're gonna get a 90 on Metacritic, right? Like that's just the belief that Bioware had, and that's something that worked for them in the past. Uh, even with Mass Effect 3, they were re- rewarded with great reviews. Yeah. Obviously, like uh, the the history shows a different uh, sentiment, but at the time, great sales, great reviews, and then everything since then. Ah, you know what? Dragon Age Inquisition reviewed well, sold well. I gotta oh, say that was some Bioware magic. And the article reminds, yeah, just game yeah. of the year, the Game Awards. <laughs> yes, that was a huge deal. So, so another thing, and Inquisition was a mess for a long time. <clears throat> just like, mm-hmm. what, what do we do with this? Came I don't together. know. This is this, but then yeah, some Bioware magic made it come together. And so they presumed with Mass Effect Andromeda, with Anthem, the Bioware magic would kick in, and all this would come together into something beautiful. And in both cases, came together to something less than beautiful. Um, but the phrase Bioware magic is now, I feel like, in the lexicon. I feel like we can use Bioware. Oh, magic. it's a meme now. Yes, it's a meme now. Yeah. We can say like we can say Square Enix is hoping for the old Bioware magic to kick in for Final Fantasy VII remake, yeah. right? Like we can say the stuff like that, um, and that's what we mean when we talk about that. Finally, Dragon Age is barely started. Uh, Wait, barely? Barely. It's, oh. it's been reset. Whoa, it was reset uh, in 2018, I believe. Wow. Uh, yeah. The uh, wow, I didn't know that. Right. The trailer at, that was shown at the Game Awards was just, like, all that that was, right? Uh, uh, using dialogue from a previous game, I think. Like, uh, not even re- newly written or recorded dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it was what I refer to as a pacifier announcement, right? Just, like, we're all screaming babies, and they just, like, let's just put a little plug a little pacifier in our mouths. Like when Skyrim got announced. 
Yeah. Just like the mural. Yes. <laughs> and it's just, just there to like, it's okay. Like yeah. like Pokemon when they're just like, no, 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 there's a big Pokemon game coming next year. Animal like, Crossing. Yes. Yeah, Animal Crossing, great one. Perfect. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. plugging a little pacifier into our baby mouths. <laughs> and that's really what the that Dragon Age Inquisition, or sorry, Dragon Age sequel announcement was. Just little, like, plop. Hmm. Um, so today we get a whole new article, which, to be honest to our viewers, I... Listeners, I have not read this whole thing. I just did a, a, a preliminary, like, uh, speed read. Hey, is speed reading a scam? Is that real? I was thinking about that. I think it's a scam. Uh, it's like 50-50. There are ways to parse information very quickly. It's never going to be as effective as reading it. So yeah. if you hear someone say, like, I speed read, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like you can read lips. You can. There's other ways to, like, perceive information very quickly. Uh, but if you're like, oh, and I absorbed everything that you did in the same amount of time, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay. no, sorry. <laughs> uh, I think that's a fair, fair thing. Um, here's, what I've, here's what I've gained from this article. And Jason Schreier, apologies to you for not being able to ingest this whole thing before recording the podcast. Uh, it has been reset. So we know that uh, BioWare uses cheesy uh, code names for musical artists that they love. I, I love this aspect. Yeah. So Anthem was Dylan. Yeah. Right, like let's let's carry on the spirit of Bob Dylan in our heavily monetized stupid game. Uh, uh, <laughs> the original Dragon Age sequel to Inquisition was called Joplin. Out of, out of, yeah, Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. Right, like let's let's carry on her spirit in our heavily monetized game. Right, like let's what was special about Janis <laughs> Joplin? Right, like these were all the rebels of their age, Woodstock baby. Um, <laughs> Joplin. Uh, had high ambitions. Uh, this was there was some crazy stuff that they were like thinking about with this game. Uh, Joplin was in development for two years before being scrapped for Morrison. Um, <laughs> like they got to stop this. Why are they talking about people that like die tragically? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, dude. It's just like that's like, the kind of Morrison died appreciate. in jail. Yeah, I like. If That's I, what we want for our game. If we get to do code names, if I, I'm a, go ahead. I'm sorry, I, I don't want to correction this to be what Jim Morrison. Yeah, he died in the bathtub. I thought he was in jail in, in Paris, he, he, in France. He was he was avoiding he he was going to come back to the United States to face trial. Okay, uh, gotcha. he was uh, for for lewd and insidious conduct. But he died like, in France, right? Uh, and he yeah he like he's yeah. like oh, I can't take this, and he left the country. I was and the doors right. were still like hey we can't wait till you come back and we can you know make some more music together and then. Dang. Took a bath. Didn't I, get out. Didn't get out of the tub. Van Morrison reference. No. Uh, what do you do? Sorry, just got it. Nobody knows. It's like Bruce Lee. No one. We don't really know. Mysterious circumstances. Kind of like Mama Cass. There's just a couple. There's some weird deaths out there we that do like know Bruce we don't. Lee. It's like not really. Bruce not? Lee's painkillers, man. It's tragic. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the doctor that weighed in on that. There's just there are mysterious deaths. There are people yeah. who just. It's gonna be a lot of corrections coming in yeah. next week. Here we go. Their ticker stop ticker. Give me all the Bruce Lee info. Yeah. All of it. Yeah, I mean, if you have it, yeah. But I think it was, yeah, just like it's like super sad. Like he had to keep working with his pain meds. Sorry. Mm. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, no. What do you do? That was lewd. What was he about to get arrested for? Uh, and that also is contentious. That he 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 pulled out his. His his thing on stage. Which oh, his, uh, his butt. His butt. He showed his butt to me. Buttocks, 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 buttocks. You don't get arrested for pulling out your thing. In the sixties, you do. No. Yeah. And then Lenny Kravitz gets away with it. Well, that was that <laughs> okay. was unintentional. Many years later, and quite the spectacle. I don't know music. What you guys are talking about? It's it's so unimportant. Uh, but anyway, the idea is. Uh, uh, Morrison is the current Dragon Age game in development okay. right now. 
Uh, the weird thing about Morrison, as opposed to Joplin, is that Morrison is more about being a live service. The reason the whole reset happens, apparently, I love this, this is just total like corporate nonsense, is that they could reset the budget. So the two years spent on Joplin is not going to be part of Morrison's budget. EA, don't count that against this game. It's a whole different Dragon Age game. Uh, no idea how that stuff works, but obviously that's some crazy nutso publisher-developer nonsense. Um, so yeah, Morrison's an idea for a Dragon Age game that will be more of a, a continual game. It will make money for years and years beyond its release. Okay. Yeah, right? Okay. Not very exciting. <laughs> Not very exciting. Uh, like when you start with Dylan, where do you go from there, right? Like you're just like your artists are going to become worse and worse. You got to go like Lennon, McCartney. Is McCartney better than Dylan? Yes. As, I'll say it, yeah. as a uh, the yeah. Beatles group, you can do Beatles. Beatles. You can do Project you can do Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. You can do Project Beatles, sure, but sure, I won't sure. hear Project Dylan. Brad, I won't. Dylan, Dylan I'll say it, baby. I'll say. I'll say. I'll say. Even Wings <laughs> is better than Bob Dylan. <laughs> Project Wings. Uh, Got a speeding ticket. Come on, leave and, live and let die, Jones. Come on, it's fine. Uh, Hubert, I did it comes to six bad song. <laughs> I did pull something. Shame. I pulled something for you. Nice. Let's have it. About Joplin. Okay. Um, as Which was, one's Joplin? You're getting me Joplin's so Joplin. the original. Oh, okay. Inquisition. Okay. Inquisition. No, Inquisition. No, no, no. The, yeah. The one not. that was canned. The one they put two years into. Okay. But oh. Like, then scrapped. They said EA, we're scrapping We don't it. even know what Inquisition was. Which Inquisition one's Kravitz? Was the Jackson 5. <laughs> yeah. Kravitz? That was Dragon Age 2. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, off the rails. The story mode for Madden. <laughs> the story mode for Madden is Sugar Ray. It's like part of Sugar Ray. Um, a large chunk of Joplin would center on heists. <sighs> the developers talked about building systemic narrative mechanics, allowing the player to perform actions like persuading or extorting guards without the writers having to handcraft every scene. It was all very ambitious and very early and would have no doubt changed radically once Joplin entered production, but members of the team say they were thrilled about the possibilities. Oh, that sounds so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was like a lot of cool <laughs> ideas with Joplin. Um, oh, sorry, but like what happened there with that team is that they had to go help with Mass Effect. Oh, um, Mass Effect was a mess, uh, and so Andromeda, excuse me, uh, and so like they had to stop their work on Joplin and go work on Mass Effect Andromeda, and then of course uh, Anthem's a mess, and then everybody was all in on Anthem. Um, so there is a team right now working on Morrison. Uh, Sounds like they should combine their teams and just focus on one game at a time at this point because they've had so many problems you know yeah and I, I yes and it's not clear actually how many of the teams will be working on morrison going forward i think they're working that stuff out mm -hmm. they don't want to like overdo it huber i guess yeah. there's like a, one of the problems that inquisition had was they had too many employees working on it at a time got mm -hmm. it which is like you know it seems like a crazy problem yeah. but too many like cooks. you can have too many cooks when you don't have a clear vision of where your direction is at one point um yeah, I'm sorry. I wanted to uh, do I, – I, like, I don't want to just say, hey, live service, everybody panic. Uh, here's another uh, quote from the article. Uh, yet, this wouldn't be a live service game if it was a repeat of Dragon Age Inquisition, which compartmentalized its single and multiplayer mode. Fans in the past have grown outraged at the idea of Bioware putting a lot of emphasis on multiplayer gaming, but there are ways in which a service-heavy Dragon Age 4 – 
could be ambitious and impressive. For example, some ideas I've heard floated for Morrison's multiplayer include companions that can be controlled by multiple players via drop-in, drop-out co-op, similar to old-school Bioware RPGs like Baldur's Gate, and quests that could change based not only on one player's decisions, but on choices of players across the globe. Will that be cool enough, though? Not like, will me, the changes yeah. be worth it? It would be worth it if, like, everyone dislikes a character. And then he just, like, gets killed? Yes. It's just weird trying to, like, like game companies trying to monetize and live service a single-player game. You know what I mean? Yes. It's such a multiplayer thing. So, shout out to Assassin's Creed Odyssey for... Doing it, I feel like, the best way you can really do it. What is the best way you can monetize a game? Single player. Because that's your job. What is the best way to monetize a single player game? So they have their two giant DLCs. Didn't you hate one of these? No. Yes. No, there was a We talked about how they made you have a baby. Story story stuff, they they messed up. (laughs) They kind of tweaked it a little bit and apologized for it. But beside the point. Did your character still have a baby? Yes. Okay. So they messed that so up. So you're a mom now. Yes. Whether you like okay. it or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Story story bits aside, they have the two giant DLCs, which if you are invested and you want to play those, you can get those. Mm-hmm. But then every couple months, or like every couple weeks even, like every four four weeks, three, three to six weeks, they just add free missions. So you can just hop back in. So I find myself all the time just like, oh, a mission released, I'll hop back in. So it has kind of that like live service. I'm sticking with this game to Do the play. missions have stories? Really good. Yeah. What? The po- it's called the Lost Tales or whatever, the Lost Tales of Greece, and uh, it has their own like like trophy section. Oh yeah, you were tweeting about Atlantis. They're really really good. Did you go down to Atlantis? No, that's separate. That's like a, a DLC. That's later. one of the yeah. big chunks. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But gotcha. they give you the prologue to it for free. So Is Atlantis a- still above ground? No. Oh okay. So like, I think I think it's just really clever and cool because it's like. Here's this game that came out in October. I'm still playing it. I'm still engaging with it. And depending on how committed you are, you can be like, hey, I don't want to pay for the DLC, so I'm just going to play these free missions once in a while. And you're still engaging with the game. So I, I just think it's a, a good way for to, to have people stick with a single-player game rather than trying to slap some multiplayer on or all these loot boxes and any way to try to monetize your game. Mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest way to do it. And another free like, stuff and paid stuff. Another responsible thing I want to do about this article is state that uh, Trier's notes tries to stress as much as possible. Morrison is way early in development. It's going to change many times before it comes out. Don't stress about anything because they even know within development, like none of this is going to stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't want anybody to panic or, or just say like, oh, that game's going to suck. Because like they don't even know. That's this the whole game's point like of this four article. years away. Yes. Uh, and what was also interesting is that internally, while the public reaction to Kotaku's article last week was like, we don't like journalists tearing down our artists. Real gamers wouldn't read this kind of article. This is awful. Um, internally, Casey Hudson said, let's talk. Bioware, let's all get together. Let's be a team. No more ABC. Like, let's all okay. figure this out and like, let's try to be better. Uh, not just about crunch, but about like uh, uh, work environment and communication. Yep, structure. That sounds like a step in the right direction. Yep, from what we hear. Yep. Uh, Schreier also notes that uh, many people will be leaving. Oh, <laughs> he knows okay. things that like bosses don't know. He knows people will be yeah. quitting. Wait, that, like, Frank's boss- gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, he knows everything. But yeah, uh, uh, 
interesting to read through. Obviously, I, I have many more things to fill in between then, but like, uh, interesting to have this access to Bioware. Interesting to know these things about these teams. Man, that sucks. I feel bad for people that like, love Bioware. It kind of reminds me of like, what Square Enix went through at a point, and like, Capcom going through. like Just sure. these legendary studios just like slipping. It's yeah. like you want them to do good. Hopefully they get back there. They, yeah, they talked about how Dragon Age Inquisition, like winning game of the year, was kind of like, oh no, because they, they they had to slave so hard to make that game possible, and then Electronic Arts of Bioware was rewarded for that, and they yes, were like, oh yes. no, do it again. They were just yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is gonna suck. Mm-hmm. I think the most frustrating thing for me reading that article was just that no one knew what Anthem was gonna be. Like no one really had that figured out. Yeah, and they, they actually left it like uh, it was crazy how much effect Soderlund had on it, who's not at EA anymore, right? Like right. Uh, about the flight, which I thought was really cool. And was sadly when you know I played it for the first time, Brad at E3, I was like, that's one of the best things about it. it just mm-hmm. feels really good when the you're only, flying. It was the only thing that people noted about it. And yeah. just to see like how frustrating that was, and they're like, well, we don't know, we don't know. Just, like if we don't have flight, how are you getting around? How are these environments going to work? And so you think about like having flight and not having flight, and it's almost like you have these environments that you have to prepare to just like stretch. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like we're flying again now. Okay, well, let me take this thing and put it all the way down there and move this thing up really high. So there's like somewhere to go while you're flying. Um, yeah, it's just that must be so demoralizing and so crushing to not have like a vision. <laughs> it's like one thing when you're like, I have more work than I can do this week or this month, and I don't have to, you know, I don't have time to do it. I have time to see my family. I don't have time to sleep or take care of myself. It's another thing that's like I don't even know what I'm doing this for. Like yeah. I don't even know what the end product's gonna be. The writer left, like he was trying to, they were criticizing him for just telling the same type of Bioware stories again, but he's like, is that what we're doing? I don't know. He's like, I work for this company. We, you know. Yeah, same thing. Dragon Quest Inquisition, one game of the year. I'm, you know, shouldn't I emulate that? Like, I'm confused. Uh, Dragon Age writer left as well Ugh. when Joplin ended. Yeah, so it's just same, same kind Brutal. of thing. So it's kind of like rare in a sense of like, it's not even really the same company anymore. As it was oh, as like in the, the, the heyday? Yeah. Yeah, man. Not even close. But what, yeah. like, Jones is tapping on something I think is really interesting is this idea that AAA games are so expensive that you, like, you can't afford to experiment. You can't afford to, like, just have a small idea and see how fun that is. Mm-hmm. You have, like, it seems like more of a vision and, like, a layout planned. Yes. Instead of, like, we'll just figure it out as we go. Right. It seems like. Like, you got to believe. The money people need to believe in the creative director. Yeah. <laughs> that person needs to be on point. And so I kind of <laughs> think that, like, uh, so Star Wars Fallen Order, right? That's the name mm-hmm. of it? Jedi. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We know it's going to be a hit. Even if that game is a seven, that game is going to be a hit For because sure. it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Because sure. of the title, right? Uh, that's easy to invest in. And so I think Instead that... has, like, a somewhat track record you know worked on god of war and stuff yeah but like that's not like a that's not a million seller you know i i feel like you know stig also had to leave sony santa monica because that game got canceled that they were working on apparently Mm -hmm. that was too close to destiny right like uh again like another new ip that whatever that game was where it's just like how do we invest what what even is this how are we going to give this millions and millions of dollars when you don't know what this is but when you have a small team and you don't know what it is you're fine Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's, it's almost as if it like uh, I always like think of the the comic book uh, structure. I like I, I romanticize it so much. I really like it. Correct me if I'm wrong, and it's not as cool as this. But it's just a cheap way to start your own franchise, right? It's your, it's a really super comparatively cheap way to start your own stories, to start your own IPs and characters, and play things out and see how they go, and then build upon those, and then you can get your movie deal, right? Like, it's really hard to invest in a new original idea for a movie, because it's probably gonna suck. 
is probably gonna be monster trucks, right? Like it's probably like it's the chances of your game, your your million dollar AAA game being good are low. It's probably gonna be bad. You're lucky if you get Anthem. Anthem is a good case scenario, right? Like it's it's and for so honor. I wonder if we need that like <laughs> that kind of incubation. And I guess Activision's cool with it. And EA sometimes, yeah, they have their EA partners, right? They're cool with this kind of like incubation of like, hey, let's just start with some small games. We'll see where these go. Maybe someday. Yarny can be a triple A dude. Right now, we're just trying out these Unravel games, and yeah. so I wonder if that's that kind of idea. But like, I do think it's just hard to make a game the size. Oh of sure, and I think the one thing that's kind of turned around in my brain is this idea. I think of because we all think about like when did this development start? How long is this game? Because we try to guess like when is this coming out? Is it happening this year? Is it happening this quarter? <clears> um, and it's I always think about like from the day that development started that we knew you you knew you were going to go to the office and get a paycheck and your paycheck was going to be for this game specifically you might help other friends with other projects but you're primarily working on this game and now it's like actually <laughs> development starts when that team knows what the hell they're making <laughs> like knows like yeah. what the game is that's why division 2 is so good because they had the division you know they had this game yeah. uh, that was very very different that they were, they were kind of writing their own rules you know even with even following destiny of like how this game was going to work and then I imagine just they had this whole list the entire time they were doing division you can feel it when you're playing division yeah. 2 of like you know it'd be cool <laughs> you know like mm -hmm. you know what we don't have time to do right now is this <laughs> is this cool stuff we can add to dark zone is having the Black Tusk come in at the end. This whole new division, new like robots are coming out in Endgame. I'm like, what is going on? You know, it's just so rewarding. What kind of robots? Like dog uh, robots? Like just like little walkers, like little four legged. Oh, yeah, they'll go and then just scan like little like green lasers, scanning yeah. everybody. And like, I've spent more than 20 hours in this game. I've never seen these things. It's just like how even something like Devil May Cry. It's so rewarding to get to the later levels and just like here's a new enemy type I've never seen before. And they know that's valuable because they've done it wrong because they've known like ah we did DMC two. Let's never do that again. You know. And uh, it just seems like everything Bioware is doing is just kind of like they just wipe the whole slate with let's let that uh, Dylan, you know, like let's make something. They say in the article, let's make something that people will be riffing on for years to come. It's like, well, we're going to be riffing on this for the reasons, <laughs> the reasons because that didn't work. You yeah. know, it was too broad. Yeah. It was too ethereal. And just nobody could, you know, could, uh, you know, sink their teeth into it and get excited about it. Right. Oh, I can't imagine that going to work every single day. Just being like, what? I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know if my, if you walk in our game or fly. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. Know, that could change next week. Like, right. And what I'm saying is, like, if you gotta, had, uh, if you had that comic book version of Anthem, right? Like, you had um, maybe the indie version, but like just a smaller version of like, oh, this mm -hmm. works. This is great. Like, I think that's the way going forward. Like, that is, you just build upon that, as you just said, they build with Division Two. Uh, like Division One, that's a huge risk, even though it has Tom Clancy's name on it. Like that was a huge thing to invest in. Watch Dogs, a huge thing to invest in. It's scary that For Ubisoft Honor. does this stuff, and most of them work out really well. For Honor, scary. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, love that. Take a risk. Take a chance. They're taking. They're taking risks, dude. Yeah, and I, I realize like that. Like, go ahead. Well, because Watch Dogs is interesting because it's like the template. It's like, all right, we have Assassin's Creed. We got the open world. We got sure, all sure, this. Sure. Yeah. Let's like tweak it a little bit. So it feels kind of like fair. a little less risky, but also you're launching a new IP. So of but we have a framework for the, yeah. the progression, the character yeah. progression, world design. You're mm -hmm. right. We have a framework for all of that. You're so right. Whereas Anthem had no framework. Yeah. Like, what do we even From base scratch. this off? Of? Yes. Fair, 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 fair point. Y'all hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of April. 
Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Fangamer, makers of officially licensed merchandise for games like Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, Undertale, Katamari Damacy, and Persona 5. Not to mention Easy Allies t-shirts. Their newest products include the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition for Switch, PS4, and PC, a Prince and Katamari Magnetic Plush, and a Metaton EX posable figurine from Undertale. Check out their store at fangamer.com. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or, at least, that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses the legal potholes along the road of video game preservation, the tumultuous development of Bioware's Anthem, and its even more tumultuous public messaging, and the difficult case of From Software, Sekiro, and Easy Mode. Check it all out at YouTube.com slash H-O-E-G law or on your favorite podcast service. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Y2Kyle89, who would like to give a shout out to CrossCode's assist menu. CrossCode is willing to give you the extra second you need to solve a timed puzzle without being a jerk about it. Elphanis. Our gifted sponsor this month is the Able Gamers Foundation, a nonprofit charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games. Creating opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. The link to donate is in the description. And our mega sponsor. River Horse. Our friends over at River Horse can teach you the ways of the ServiceNow platform. Do you think that email and spreadsheets are a thing of the past? So do they. See how they are helping companies transform the world of work. What is ServiceNow? It's a platform, a piece of technology that lets people automate their business. They're part of the movement to create work, great, great work experiences and unlock productivity for employees and the enterprise. With River Horse, you'll learn to master ServiceNow capabilities through hands-on, real-world instruction. As an authorized training partner, their education advisors are able to teach over 12 official classes. Join them at Knowledge 19 in Vegas from May 5th to the 9th, the industry's biggest conference of the year. River Horse will be teaching in the pre-conference training and hosting several events throughout the week. Reach out to them on Twitter or email to join them and get some free swag. They're proud to support the Easy Allies and look forward to supporting all allies that work in the IT industry. Train to transform. Look them up at www.riverhorse.com. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. There's a dash in there. Thank River you. Dash Horse. River 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 I knew I was doing River it wrong. Dash. I just, I just stayed the course. River Dash. River Dash. River Dash. Uh, I just had a cool time. idea for Kay. a persistent worlds uh, like Dragon Age. So uh, we're all in the same server, whatever, right? Uh, th- there is only one instance of a romanceable character. We have to fight for the love of that one romanceable character. In. Hard in. How Love sick it. would that be? Yep. So, the, like, it's like The Bachelor or Bachelorette yeah. for NPCs. And roses. Yes. Wait, is it everybody playing the game or people, like, in a server? I'd love for it to be everybody. I'd love for it to be among millions. There's he one winner. There's chooses one, right? Like, <laughs> there is one. That would be sick, dude. Mm-hmm. 
Dragon Age Bachelor. Dragon Age ba- Millions, though, Brad. I, I, think, I think it might have to be server. I, like, yeah. I don't know if we can go to millions. Hmm. It'd be cool if, like, there's a town and it just gets overrun by, like, vampires or zombies or something like that. Then you gotta go in and kill them all to get access back to the town or something like that. To Some win the threat. love of The Bachelor? Yes. Go, okay, cool. You win the love of everybody. <laughs> the baker, the tailor, everybody. <laughs> and you get certain we- buffs if you're affiliated with someone. <laughs> I want to be just like a baker in an online game. You don't, so though. Bad. You don't. That's you could do that, Huber. Like, I, you, need it. I need that game. That's the Somebody make that don't. game. I know Huber, you, you could play. Like, dude, Star Wars Galaxies, the entertainers, you just sit in the cantina, play some music. It's did awesome. you do it? Yeah, all you, the time. That is Huber, all you did. Go play. Not all I did, but a lot. You had the option to. Yeah. Go play GTA Five online, True. join an RP server, True. and True. be a baker. You True. absolutely can and serve people food. Yeah. You can? Yeah. Can, like work in the little burger burger shop. Yeah, I think you I can. Saw, like, I saw a YouTuber prankster who like poisoned the tacos that he was handing out for free. No, no yeah. way. <laughs> this is a bit. Not a bit. Are you serious? Dead serious. And then the police came for him and they like locked him in the back. Like it's YouTube pranksters and like RP servers are very funny. Okay? <laughs> this sounds amazing. Yeah. Um. Don't know how he poisoned the tacos though. <laughs> We got, we got some headlines. <laughs> I hope poison tacos are coming up at corrections. Somebody yeah, poison the tacos. So oh. I mentioned poison tacos last week. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, April 12th is the release of Labo VR. Normally I don't like to talk about Labo too much because it's just like the dumb offshoot for kids, mm-hmm. right? It's educational. You will be ashamed of your words and deeds when Pokemon Snap 2 gets announced. Huber, I thought it would never be possible. I thought they would never cross the streams. Previously, they did. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is controllable by the Labo steering wheel. I'm like, why would they do that? Uh, keep them separate. The lines got blurrier last week. When? A VR mode for yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, with new stuff. And the entirety of The Legend yeah. of Zelda Breath of the Wild are now announced to have VR yeah, you capabilities. Yes, I heard about this. Okay. I don't want to buy it, though. <laughs> okay. But I want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. So those two games, the biggest games of the Switch, uh, will have will be compatible with the VR headset. So to be clear, uh, the entirety, you can play all of Breath of the Wild staring into this headset with your hands up by your face. Um, what about when you're driving the, the light cycle or whatever? The- yeah, dude. It can't, basically- it can't be good, though. Like combat with that thing, that game is not made for that. It's well, gonna look goofy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to look bad, right? The screen is not high resolution enough. The frame rate was bad even in docked mode. Like it's hard for me to imagine this working in VR where you need super high frame rates or else you get sick. But Terrytown will look crisp. You'll be in Terrytown. It will not look crisp, dude. But it Small will be in scale. three dimensions. Hey, it'll have depth. Yeah. Um. But the idea depth. is, Huber, like. The headset, you have the controllers on the sides of it, so you're holding it up to your face <laughs> and like using this. the analog sticks by your ears. Wait, that's how you play? Yeah. You can't just have it on and then... No. Oh. No. Oh, that's a deal breaker. We're using cardboard here. Yeah, we're yeah, using cardboard. You play an 80-hour <laughs> game yeah, like that. Huber, they have like a 3D drawing thing, and it's like an <laughs> elephant, and you have to like hold the thing up with your head and then use the elephant to like yeah. paint. paint this Some paintbrush. YouTube hack will like... Here's how someone's got here's how to strap up. Make a helmet. Thing. Yeah. I mean the the switch is not light, dude. The switch itself. Then they're gonna introduce that new switch model and be like, it's yeah. made for VR. But mm. it'll it'll need a whole new lab. It's gonna be a different <laughs> size. It's gonna be like, all of this is insane. Uh, I actually thought about it. I'd be like, you know what? I would just lie down in my bed, and I think that would actually work. You could just lie. But down. then like looking around wouldn't be that great because oh, you're laying point. on your yeah. bed. You know, then I really like, just have like one and stuff won't be as good. Yeah. I hear you, Brad. Good point. 
Oh, uh, to be super clear, anyway, Mario Odyssey just has some modes. Love that. I love nothing more than separate VR modes from the main game. Yeah. I I adore when developers do that. And so it's like you're locked in your spot. You're not moving around as the camera. You're watching Mario move around uh, Astrobot style, even Mm -hmm. though you follow Astrobot a little bit, um, in like five bonus VR levels based off of the worlds that are already in the game. So, so cool. Yeah. Neat. I had to I'm bring really up. skeptical about this. But Me too, man. But not the Mario. I hope it's cool. I think the Mario will be amazing. I think Mario will work better than Zelda, probably. Like, just, Zelda I'm yeah. way more interested in. Sure. But I think Mario might sure. work better. Sure. PSVR is not amazing. I like PSVR, yeah. right? I have a hard time thinking this will be amazing. Because you're just going to be doing this. And it's going to be cruddy. No one wants to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. with Mario, do you have to do this too? Yeah, dude. You got to do with everything. Yeah, I don't like that. They got to make the helmet. <laughs> You gotta make a well, helmet. What's weird to me is that, like, I, I imagine Sony went out after, like, every single developer and was like, have you considered VR? Like, would you like <laughs> to make Borderlands VR? Would you like to make Arkham City VR? Like, uh, like I don't think there's anyone, you know, I, I imagine a lot of people probably turned them down, but, like, made sense for them to get companies like Rocksteady, like, to get people on board, even just making, like, a small thing. Uh, and... Uh, because it, once you get a taste of that, once that crosses over some franchise that you're interested in, now you're like, well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what my popular franchise looks like from PSVR. And on top of that, all these other games look great. Okay, I'll finally buy in. But it's like, PSVR, I think, is a major initiative for Sony, and it's a very, you know, a relatively expensive piece of hardware, you know, and something that you do need to, like, play it to know, like, how good it is. And so I'm not surprised when Sony's like, what can we do to get more people just to try this thing? You know, mm-hmm. like, should we have it at more events? Should we go on a tour? You know, should we have more franchises or, or more cheaper games so that people can check out more stuff? Why does Labo need to sell a lot? That's what I don't understand. Like, why, Why? you know, was it just the Mario and Zelda teams or just this is just too much fun? Like, we just really want to be involved in this? Or was Nintendo like, we need Mario and, and, and Link to be like, hey, Labo, go get it. Because it is such a weird, like, like you know, hack job to make VR work. You know, I was, I was just talking about uh, EA and incubation, right? Trying small ideas first. I wonder if this is that, Jones. Mm-hmm. I wonder experimenting. If they, yeah, just playing around. And Nintendo does this a lot. Yeah. Right? The, they, like, they'll try things out on a small scale before they go full scale, or sometimes they'll drop it. If it doesn't work on small scale, they'll let it go. Is it weird that I get the vibe that they want Labos in school classrooms? Oh, they do. That's, yeah, they do. Yes. 100%. Have you said that? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Like, it, it is, it's like engineering wise I love Labo but like this isn't a podcast where we talk about educational tools and that's why I normally don't even bring that thing up you know but like it is weird Jones you're right that they're like hey we want this to be a commercial success you can play Mario on it it's so weird I don't know what that's about headlines they got the what headlines better man. way to like Labo putting Zelda it, Mario putting on like their core <laughs> franchise yeah. yes <laughs> it's nuts it's so weird uh, I, I could see maybe some Metroid uh, Labo stuff going down no oh. I mean yeah Metroid VR makes more sense than yeah anything. what do you mean no I mean yeah. N-O <laughs> so, no part of it I mean <laughs> if Samus is in third person or if it's a mode entirely where you're the ball it can work but if it's first person that'd be so fun little puzzle ball game yeah I'm, I'm cool with that like yeah. Marvel it's just Marvel yeah. Madness but <laughs> yeah. you're Samus yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that I'm cool with I'm, I'm aboard uh, I want to talk about uh, The Division 2 a little more because Something appeared in the Division 2. So, a YouTuber named Joe Raptor uh, found a poster in an event center in the game. And it's just like a Viking uh, uh, holding this object. Uh, it says Valhalla, right? It's like a lot of people would ignore that. It's just an asset. 
Joe Raptor was the one who thought to say, what is that object that Viking is holding? Do you want to know what's crazy, too? What? Is I haven't looked into this, so they've probably already sleuthed all of this, mm -hmm. but I've been replaying Assassin's Creed 2, <laughs> and when you do the, like, weird mural thing, Subject 16 puzzle stuff to unlock, like, the... Oh, the blacklight stuff? The You do the eagle vision, and you find, like, a symbol, got and then you do, the little, you do the little puzzles. One of the puzzles had Napoleon. I know it's a famous painting, but mm -hmm. it was the exact same Napoleon painting that is everywhere in the Division 2. I just oh, thought it weird. was interesting. Like, all around the White House and everything, there's, like, this Napoleon picture. Same exact one in Assassin's Creed 2. Wow. In the White House, there's a painting of Napoleon? It makes no sense. No. It's okay. all, yeah. I wonder if there is one in real life. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, there's all over, too. Not just the White House. It's, like, all over... <laughs> Just like, you know, so reuse the assets. Sound like a 7-Eleven or something. Hubert, yeah. this is why I thought it was cute when uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 said, we want your stuff in our game. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been a thousand paintings from people just submitting art, right? Yeah. Like, I don't see a problem with that. Anyway, uh, uh, okay, we look a little closer at that thing in that person's hand. It's like the Apple of Eden. It looks very close oh. to this mystical item of the Assassin's Creed franchise. To be fair, that's the only thing I recognize of like the artifacts. Like it's just the apple. That's all I know. <laughs> sure. I've played all of them. Yeah. yeah. So there's this painting of a Viking <laughs> yeah. holding him like the Apple of Eden. And so like yeah, we could like say oh like man, I wonder like that could mean like the next Assassin's Creed game's Vikings. Fortunately, we don't have to guess because. We have Jason Schreier. Yes. <laughs> Scoop master. Uh, the Ubisoft yes. sleuther. So <laughs> let me give you like his direct reporting. Uh, so in response to the the, uh, the poster, he says, uh, so does this mean that the next, next Assassin's Creed confirmed by Ubisoft to be skipping 2019 and going straight to 2020 just in time for the expected release of next-gen consoles is all about Vikings? Well, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> a few months before this teaser emerged, Kotaku learned from two independent sources uh, familiar with the game that 2020's Assassin's Creed, codenamed Kingdom, does indeed star Vikings. Well, so hyped. Yep. I I know Vikings are, are starting to kind of become like zombies where they're like, every game is Vikings all of a sudden. It's like getting there kind of. No. It's, like <laughs> it's trending. Vikings are trendy Vikings right now. Vikings are trendy. They're not, they're not nearly like, like zombies. Yeah. Not yet. Yes. But, but you're sick of Loki. You're sick of Thor and Loki, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're sick of Odin. Enough. A lot of Odin. Yeah. Uh, this excites me so much. One, because I can't get enough Assassin's Creed. But the gameplay, like, possibilities with this, I imagine just, like, Getting in your ship oh, and raiding the coast and going to these like full on towns one at a time, just like raiding up the coast, looking for maybe artifacts like Vikings like, are bad pieces guys. of Eden. That's misconception. What do you mean that's a misconception? We don't have a we don't have a history podcast, Kyle. But like <laughs> Vikings are not like these evil people. They that... are, dude. Help me. No, Everyone, this is extremely ready to this conversation. I mean, you could say the same I don't about America. Like the, you know, sketch parts, but not all Vikings are like these evil bad people. That's the point of raiding, though, is to like walk into some culture and just destroy everything and take it over. But that's not what the raiding was all about. Like, what was the raiding all about? Like they're starving and they can't farm on their land, so they're going to explore. Mm -mm. Uh, 
We're here. Because they're, they're exploring involves murdering you the people. You eat the bad veggies. Instead of saying, like, hey. <laughs> same, with, same with America? Hello, new culture. We have things to offer you. Well, yeah, but, like, I don't want to play a game about but, colonization. Like, did that, too. Where like, they, what game do you murder Native Americans in? Dude, the Vikings also Sunset though. Riders? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I you and Big Heap trouble. Yeah, you yeah. do. It's true. You're just you're just pushing my buttons. I'm trouble. Well, uh, tell yeah. me what's compelling about playing as a Viking in an Assassin's Creed game. Axe. He was in the process of doing that. Yeah. The, no, the he used the word raiding, Jones, and I had to stop him there. Yeah. Like, because raiding's not fun. Yes, raiding is not fun. Raiding is not fun. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a hot gaming take. I doubt. <laughs> I doubt it's gonna be like going to these towns and just like murdering people, dude. I bet that's it'll what be, a raid is. I bet it'll be more like the show Vikings, where it's like we go and we. Maybe it starts that way. Maybe you start as like some murderer raiding, and then you realize you see you know another religion, and you're like, hmm, let's talk about this. Is that what happens in Vikings? Yeah, it's a lot of that. And like a lot of people just die in Vikings. A lot of people do. There are like there everybody. Are, there are Viking factions that right. do just want to like raid and pillage, but then there's also Viking factions that are curious about the world. Check it out, Kyle. Humanity. But it also won't be the first Assassin's Creed game where you murder dozens and yeah. dozens, dozens and dozens of people. It's gonna be for whatever. Reasons. You're gonna find about some other organization that have infiltrated towns. You're gonna go to the towns and kill them and liberate the town. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're liberating you will be, for sure, you will be, but You will be betrayed by some other yeah. evil Viking, and you will be cast out of the society. Keely, we were brothers! You will have to start your own clan, you know, and you will go out and find, like, your old buddies or something, or you'll go out and recruit, you know, people to your ship. Yeah. Uh, and you'll I wonder, too, because, like, like you're... And sure, and I wonder if they're going to play up... Because this one, like, you had your crew on the boat, yeah. uh, which they added a lot more stuff to that, a lot more style choices, you know, that I can pick, like, whether these are men or women, what they're wearing, what they're, you know, where they're from. You would, like, something would happen in the story, you would unlock a whole new skin or crew that you could do. Well, and crew. then there were the conquest battles, but those were weird because you would, like, go to a beach and nobody's there and then fade to black, fade up. Oh, we're all here now. Yeah. And it'd be interesting if, like, they were with you. Like, you could you could have a, a, a clan that you could get off your boat, and they would follow you around. Yeah. So it wasn't just you, like, stealthing everywhere. Uh, is it still Assassin's Creed game at that point? Yeah, the Vikings. I mean, Assassin's sure. Creed games are just mostly, it seems like, just combat. The stealth, I feel like, is taking a backseat hard on those games. Yes. Like, it's still there, but it's it feels less important yeah. than ever. And I assume the, you know, will either be the Assassins or the Templars, if they want to, like, switch it up. Maybe they'll make the Vikings the Templars or something. But I assume we're the assassins, and then like France and Europe is like controlled by the Templars. Yeah. And you gotta infiltrate. I'd look at the Vikings were neither assassins nor Templars, right? Yeah. Like, why involve Just pulled that in. going into Vikings? Yeah. yeah, that was actually one thing I really dug about Odyssey is that like they had adapted the assassin style somewhat, but it was mostly Greek. Everything was Greek. Like, yeah, all sure. the, most of the outfits you got had, didn't look like at all, you know, uh, classic mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like have hoods in there I can throw on, but you know, make it mostly Viking style. Uh, another rumor that was brought up that we kind of like just accept as fact now that I like never brought up on the podcast, but like is just simply a truth now. Uh, Watch Dogs Three happens in London. This was mentioned in this article and like yeah. many others. Like we just all know now that yeah. that's like it's happening. That's happening. I love Ubisoft just kind of threw their hands up and they're just like, uh, let's just tell people then, yeah. <laughs> like what it is. Yeah. And so, yeah, look forward to Watch Dogs 3 announcement at E3 this year. It'll be in yes. London. Like, it's just happening. Like, Coming out in October. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> why play around, yeah. right? Like, it's just <laughs> happening. Yeah. I, just, I just imagine, like, it's one thing that this article, you know, popped up, uh, or, or this, this you know, one YouTuber or player, you know, was like, hey, this painting's weird. Anybody ever think about that? I wonder if it's going to be Vikings. And then Kotaku pounced. Like, they're just waiting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so I just imagine Kotaku, like, waking up every day, just being like, 
you know, like Assassin's Creed Vikings and like not getting any hits oh, and being like Google like, alerts. Yeah, just like, <laughs> have a Google it's, alert for it every won't be today. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> then it happens. They're so excited. Like, <laughs> yeah, I should credit uh, two other people who brought it up and mentioned in Kotaku's article. Uh, uh, no, never mind. That was a whole different thing. Yeah, oh. Joe Raptor, the YouTuber, brought that up. Good job, Joe. Nice. Good job, like the ship Joe. combat Huber. Like, I'm so stoked. They're doing another one with ships in it. Those I'm axe. assuming yeah, Viking and boats, probably. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. axe finishers. Oh. Do you think? Uh, I, it seems like Assassin's Creed is skewing supernatural, going harder and harder on that stuff. Will there be a frost giant? Oh yeah. Hopefully. Oh sure. Oh 100%. my good. All the vi- oh yeah. Hundred percent. Like, some some god oh, yeah. will show up. There's yeah yeah yeah. Full on. There's mythical beasts. Will there be a biofrost? Will we like? Will we be leaving this plane? Taking shots at yeah. God of War, dude. Uh, you'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll like you know, maybe see it through a portal or something, but I don't know. Valhalla then you got to build that thing. Will reveal itself. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. In the DLC. Two big chunks. Mm, yeah. Valhalla's that DLC. Is such DLC. If Atlantis yeah. is DLC, DLC Valhalla's yep, DLC. Yeah. Yep. Journey to Valhalla. <laughs> DLC episode one. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, this was a rumor that popped up this week, confirmed heavily by Xbox Insider. So uh, on Twitter, at Hawksod, uh, Thorat and The Verge also confirmed on this that there will be an Xbox or Game Pass Ultimate that has Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass, all in one subscription nice. for fifteen dollars a month. That'd nice. be a savings of five dollars a month if you buy those two things individually. Cool. A savings of zero dollars if you just buy it yearly. Nice. Um, yeah. Hey, neat. I expect that to be true. That's not really a juicy rumor because right. it's probably just going to happen. Uh, makes sense to bundle those two things together. Uh, finally, news I forgot. I was just sitting in my apartment. I was like, oh, I forgot to talk about that on the podcast <laughs> like two weeks ago, maybe three. Um, Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human, all three published by Sony, will be coming exclusively to the Epic Game Store this year. Hmm. For an entire year. Exclusive to the Epic Game Store for a year. Scooping, dude. Scooping up. Yeah. And we don't know really what deal Sony had as publisher with uh, Quantic right. Dream for those games, but it's kind of unprecedented for a Sony-published yeah. game to uh, well, actually no there are plenty of exceptions actually of sony published games eventually appearing on pc if they don't own the developer themselves so yeah i guess contractually there is something there interesting sony said nothing about it uh they're not hyping this up at all so it's really just yeah the game store yeah paid them it's happening uh going forward it sounds like quantic dream is doing no more sony exclusives it sounds like that contract of three games is up and so yeah that was kind of interesting hey neat. money changed hands money ch- <laughs> there was some money across the table yeah I think it's a safe to assume now Quantic Dream's next game will be Epic Game Store exclusive. On PC, sure. at least. Yeah, on yeah, PC, yeah. yeah. And I wonder, I mean, going back to Borderlands 3, I wonder if it's safe to assume most big third-party games are going to be Epic Game Store exclusives. Hmm. Um, I mean, I doubt Call of Duty because, right, they have yeah. uh, uh, their own thing. Yeah. What's it called? More than have been announced. I don't know about most. Are they in Battle.net? Battle.net. Isn't Battle.net changed? It was changed and they went back to Battle.net, right? Yeah. Um, what's up, Jones? Um, I don't know about most. It's probably more than you're anticipating or yeah. certainly more than have been announced. I um, bet like all future Ubisoft, though, like they'll be on Uplay, but also like, like Watch Dogs 3, like count yeah. on that being an exclusive Epic Game Store. I wonder how much they'll push it like at E3 or like the big events when they announce stuff when like, you know, PS5, new Xbox get it, gets announced. I wonder if we'll get like exclusively on Epic Game Store, like at the end. Yeah. I wonder if they'll be like, really, please, can you please, can you put that at the end of your trailer? Like, and it's interesting. It's like, 
It, it, Epic Games Store is in a really interesting position because, like, it, most people are not happy about the whole thing. Even people yes. that have adopted to day one and signed up for a new account, like, they're not loving the fact that they had to do that. So it's just an interesting position for Epic to be in with the game store where they're just like, eat it. <laughs> you know, like, eat your peas. Yeah, money talks. Yeah. It is crazy. And it's because it's crazy how we started the talk about Epic Games Store. I remember I was saying, like, hey, this isn't really sexy yet. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just Epic starting a game store. It's not really something yet, but I think it'd be something in the future. And months later, they are they are a huge deal. They are a huge part yeah. of this market. And as Brad said, it's just money, man. Yeah. It's just a big little Scrooge McDuck. Gabe is empty wiping his well. brow right now. Do you think he is? A little bit. There's just like one little bead. I feel like he's probably mildly annoyed about Artifact. It just didn't Is that work. the card game? Yeah. <laughs> We didn't cover that, Brad. They they sent out a letter to everyone where it's just like, hey, we're like, we don't know what's going on. We're committed to. What did they say? There's like two hundred people playing. Yeah, Total. it was just like in the history of Valve, this is the biggest discrepancy from what we thought this was going to be to what this ended up being. Yeah. That Valve Magic. Were they thinking the, the same Valve thing? Valve Magic. They were no. thinking about Valve Magic. Oh <laughs> man. So they hired all the right people, right? They yeah. hired people yeah. who are good at. I heard it's a good games, game too. Right? They had the Dota license, yeah, and just pfft, crazy. Uh, I don't think Gabe is sweating. I no, bet he's laughing no. his little butt off. Because mm. um, he's gonna buy the Epic Game Store. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting for Fortnite to dip. Yeah, he's he's looking at his watch. He's checking his calendar for the Fortnite dip, and then he's gonna buy the Epic Game Store. <laughs> uh, it's now time for last the Game Store. Yeah. Give me the Game Store. Yeah. Love and respect. Uh, this one is a doozy, but you know what? Every once in a while, you got to have a doozy. Here we go. Bit of a long one, but here is one for love and respect. Hi, allies. I started listening to the Easy Allies podcast soon after the creation of Easy A and was hooked immediately. The podcast quickly became a staple for my drive home after many busy night shifts. I am an emergency room nurse in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Ketchuan, um, and our ER is one of the busiest in the province, while also being the main trauma center for a large part of the province. The humor and entertainment of the podcast is the perfect combination to keep me awake after running off my feet for 12 hours. That's ridiculous. One year ago, on April 6th, tragedy struck my province. The Humboldt Broncos, a junior hockey team, were on a bus headed to a playoff game when they collided with a semi-trailer. 16 individuals lost their lives due to the accident and 13 others were severely injured. I was working that night and it will always and it will always be remembered as one of the hardest and most traumatic shifts of my career as I was involved with providing care to those involved. Uh, the past year since the accident has been a hard one filled with many tears and sleepless nights. I have struggled with episodes of anxiety, insomnia, and some other nasty stuff, but through it all, I've listened to the podcast every week and look forward to it immensely. It's so hard to go to sleep after seeing trauma all night long, but the weekly dose of comedy and lighthearted wit always helps the blunt edge, the <laughs> always helps to blunt the sharp edge of trauma and put my head in a better place before it hits the pillow. I've been doing a lot of reflecting this week leading up to the anniversary of the accident, and after listening to the recent easy update about joy, I have decided to become a patron. The therapeutic effect you have all given me this year has far exceeded the five bucks a month, and I will be indebted to you for all for a very long time. I have found that I'm in a good place now and no longer, str no longer struggling with anxiety, nightmares, or depressive thoughts. The terrible bits 
abounding enthusiasm, deadpan humor, and off-mic snickering are all pure gold. Thank you so much for all being yourselves and reminding me of all the good and joy in the world. It has been an important part of my own self-healing and care when faced with repeated trauma and tragedy. Thank you so, so much. Love and respect, Tyler. Damn. Love and respect, Uh, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Love and respect. Yeah. Like terrible bits, though? Yeah, no, but they're terribly good. Are they? They're good because they're terrible. Oh, they need Mike to be snickering. terrible. Is that you, Kyle? <laughs> yes. They need to be terrible. If you dropped a good bit on us, the audience, the panelists, none of us would know what to do with ourselves. I'd be we uncomfortable. Would be, we'd be lost. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, tr- honestly, it's like hard to read some of those on the podcast because they like hit me so hard. But mm-hmm. like, it also yeah. it's a positive message for everybody. Like, I feel like anybody could appreciate that message, and so yeah. I mean, that's fuel right there. I mean, that just that makes you feel so good. Makes yeah. me feel incredibly good yeah. that you can have that impact because, you know, like uh, I, I think the thing for me in my career is, you know, I've just done a lot of different things. I started doing theater and then I got into film and then I was like, maybe I'll be a director, or writer, or be, and then like television just started kicking so much ass right after I graduated from college and it was just like, whoa, like TV's so exciting. Maybe I should get into television. I can't leave this job. It is too much fun. Like this, like just doing working with you guys is so much fun. The video game industry is so fascinating. Like it's just like the the, the you know the debates, like the large conversations that we have. And so like I feel selfish sometimes because I'm like. Uh, I have friends that I that I knew from college that are going out trying to get people into politics. You know, I have people that you know are working in the you know in medicine and, and really like making a difference. And so, just even the idea that we can come close to actually having like a positive impact on somebody's life, it's just like, ugh, feels good. Yeah, it's incredible. Not what I expected <laughs> yeah. from this from this gig. Uh, to, to do that, you officially don't owe us five dollars a month anymore. No. If you made Jones feel good, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, give us you money. did it. That's the rule. That's worth more than five bucks. <laughs> um, oh. Last week, I stumbled upon a chart listing all the previously released Pokemon games with their respective sales numbers, and it has completely crushed my expectation of how the growth of a franchise would be linked to the franchise's sales, revealing to me that it was more so the system the game was on that dictated the copies sold, rather than the overall popularity of the franchise. But other games might have a bigger difference in quality or gameplay than Pokemon. So, with that thought in mind, I looked up other Nintendo games and their respective sales over the years and came up with this little game. I will name two games of the same franchise that were released on different consoles, and it's the Allies' job to guess which of the two has sold more copies in its lifetime. Okay. And what I love about this in particular <clears throat> is that like Nintendo gets very specific about uh, its units sold. Yeah. Uh, so we got pretty accurate numbers here. Franchise number one, Paper Mario. Did Paper Mario on the N64 or Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door on GameCube sell more? Uh, 64. Yeah, thousand Year Door, I think. Thousand Year Door. Okay. Good. So that's uh, 64 one. is 1.37 mil. Uh, GameCube is 1.91 mil. So close. Close, yeah. Because I know the 64 wasn't like a humongous success. He was, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, though. It's crazy to see games. 1.9. Is it like not bad for a Thousand Year Door? Sure, yeah. There's a lot of people like out a there. Like a quirky Mario RPG game. Yeah, one of the greats. Okay, Pikmin. Did Pikmin two or Pikmin three sell more? Pikmin two on the GameCube. Pikmin three on the Wii U. Three. Oh, Wait, two. Wii U. Oh no, on the two. Wii U. two, 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 two. It's three. What? It's extremely close though. Pikmin two is one point one two. Pikmin three is one point two five. Damn, dude. Oh, okay. so Every single person you know? bought Pikmin three on Wii U. <laughs> Attach rates were high on Wii U. Yeah. It was just the dedicated really yeah. buying games for that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that'll Us. stick true for, for the rest of these. 
Uh, Metroid. Did Metroid on NES sell more, or did Metroid Prime on GameCube sell more? Hmm. Trick question. I'm going to say Prime? Yeah, I'm going to go GameCube. I'll do the original. Yeah, it's going to be. It's the GameCube. Oh, but nice. again, extremely close. No, that feels good, though. 2.73 mil on NES, 2.84 mil on GameCube. Wow. Over 2 million on NES games. <laughs> so hype. NES games sold nuts, dude. Yeah. So hype. Yeah, 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 I yeah. love it. All right, Mario Party. Oh, jeez. Not exciting ones, though. They, <laughs> no idea. Uh, these are both stinkers. Mario Party 8 for Wii mm-hmm. or Mario Party DS for the Nintendo DS? Which one sold more? Wii? Yes. 8. Wii? Yes. Yes. Never bet against DS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second you said DS, yeah. so I was like, what? Uh, 9.3 mil for the DS one, 8.85 for Wii. So that's what so is close. crazy is like those are the highest numbers by far that we've talked about so far, and I think it's because we have the Wii and the DS here. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. like this Two juggernauts. Thesis is correct that it, even more so than quality, the, just the console it's on mm-hmm. is the deciding factor with a lot of these. Uh, two more. Mario Golf. Which sold more? Mario Golf on N64 or Mario Golf Toadstool Tour on GameCube? Toadstool Tour. I'll go with GameCube. I'm going to go with N64. Brad wins. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, Played the hell out of that super game. Super close. 1.47 mil on N64, 1.27 mil mm-hmm. on GameCube. Very close. So fun. It's weird. Where's Mario Golf, man? Mm-hmm. It's like these games are designed mm. just to sell a mill. Right? Just like, yeah, we got uh, our mill and we're out. Cool mill. But then, like, the, the Wii and DS era came out and they're like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> why, why is this selling yeah. so much? <laughs> Stop it. And then, like, like, the Wii U is like, oh, okay, we're back to this again. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> Donkey Kong. Reality check. Which sold more, Donkey Kong 64 or Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii? Dude, 64. Returns. Returns, yeah, the Wii. Yeah, don't bet against okay. Wii. Yeah, 6.53 on the Wii, 5.27 yeah. on 64. That's, 5.27 that's still mil? super respectable. That game sold crazy You know why? Because it came with the expansion pack. That's. I would think that would sell worse because of that, man. No way, man. I bought yeah. it for Get that. that expansion that pack. That expansion pack was nuts, <sighs> Give me that dude. power, baby. Play yeah. that perfect dark. Yeah. Play Majora's Mask with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if like just Mario sixty four had a hand in that too, just like being so huge, and then just you know Dude, another big property shows up sixty four in the title. Yeah, open world platformer. Not Dude, open world, like Banjo Kazooie was killing 3D it. Platformer. Yeah, yeah, name recognition for sure. Just rare, sixty four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's nice. Rare Donkey Kong. Uh, love and respect, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Neat Thanks, Phil. Game. All right, we can do this one real fast. No, you know what? I think this is gonna be fast, and we're going to kill ourselves over this. <laughs> This comes from Stuart Jack. I've never played a mainline Final Fantasy game. Which should I start with? Uh, hmm. I don't know a proper answer for this. Uh, There's no right answer. Can I start answer. with one? Yeah, I, I, can, sure. I can start You'll with one nine. for sure. Start with yours, Jones. Nine, baby. Oh. Nine. Why start with the best? Nine. <laughs> um, I think nine's at a really good point where it's going to, when you're done with it, you will know a lot about Final Fantasy that you didn't realize you know. Now you now you know what black mages look like. Mm-hmm. Now you know what white mages look like. Now you understand how these classes typically work together. Um, it, it, it's reminiscent of the old world. It, it'll look a little bit dated. It'll it'll get you used to, you know, once you move from nine and then you can play eight and seven and be like, oh, okay, a little, little, these character I mean, models are a little, five, little yeah. jagged around the edges. You got that Resident Evil rendered backgrounds kind of, uh, you know, style. It looks good, but it looks, you know, a little rough at the same time. Um, but there's, uh, at the same time, very modern sensibilities about Nine. I think it's just a nice 50-yard line of that series hmm. uh, uh, as of where we stand right now. It's a great justification. I like that. Yeah. I cool. think it's a good pick. Why? What's yours, Brad? Uh, seven or Nine would be my recommendations. All right. So talk about Seven. 
I've never played a Final Fantasy game before in my life. But the thing is, Jones is, I think Jones makes a really good point about bringing it up, like, the history of Final Fantasy, understanding, like, what this universe is. Because 7, like, all that's just kind of out the window. Sure. There's, like, yeah. no more jobs. Like, even even like, 12 is yeah. very different, and, and 10, like, to me, that, I a think lot of new shocking 7 things. just has a really great cast, a really great battle system, and an awesome story. Yeah. I think it has every, like, it checks all the boxes for me, I would say. And I do feel like 7 still has heat on it, right? Like, it's still got, like, you're going to get it. You're going to get all those references that you've been hearing for the last 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 9 is kind of at a standstill. Like, it's been ported, I think, probably for the last time in a while, just yeah, recently. Dude. I don't think uh, 9 has a future the way 7 does. Whereas, you'll, if, if you are seriously considering, you know, if you're yeah. going to put, you know, f- you know, 40, 50 hours into this game, you're going to have that sweet, sweet payoff whenever the heck Final Fantasy 7 Remake comes out. You're yeah. like, oh, well, I actually have played this game. I can mm-hmm. go back and do that. Sure. As much as it kills me, you have time to play both. To recommend seven over nine. Here, you got one. Seven or nine? I would say just look at the The art style, screenshots, Mm -hmm. the vibe. uh, Get because they're so different, and they're such big commitments. I'm really surprised by this consensus. So I would, uh, yeah, I would just follow your heart. Yeah, it's like, do you like the look of the older ones Mm -hmm. more, like two and three and stuff like that? So to me, this is like to me it was obvious because there's only one Final Fantasy for fans and beginners. Oh, 15. 15. And that is Final yeah. Fantasy 15. That's right. <laughs> A Final Fantasy for fans and beginners. Dude, love 15. Episode Arden. And <laughs> I actually downloaded it, dude. Oh, did uh, you? Uh, <laughs> such, such a dumb idiot. Uh, but uh, <laughs> to me, it like I can see someone. A person who has not played a Final Fantasy game, I could feel it, see it being very abrasive to go to a PS1 game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm nervous about that abrasion. And so I feel like if you're playing games today, like let's say you're a teenager. I don't know if, if Stuart's a teenager or just someone who hates Final Fantasy games. Um, I just feel like that's the easiest way in. Like, okay, I got a left analog stick. I move the camera with the right analog stick. I get this combat right. system. I get the fighting. But then where do you go from there? You have someone who's finished Final Fantasy 15 and they're like, here's what I liked about this game. And it's and like, we can work yeah, with that, yes. no, nothing else is like that. And you're just like, I really like the teleporting ability. It's like, <laughs> I really like these like, four male central characters. You're like, <laughs> love that car. I really like the car. Like, <laughs> you're right. You end up to, like, hey, you know, way different eight, games. Eight, yeah. I really like going on like conquest, you know, like hunting things down. It's like, well, there's 12 and yeah. then that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But they <laughs> Whereas like again, a- nine, it's like now we can now we can chat. Now we can figure out like what what you enjoyed about that. Um, it's 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 the best of new and old. Yeah. I think. I mean, if you're watching Easy Allies, there's really only one right answer, and that's thirteen. <laughs> so you got to follow the goddess. A lot of what we do are just Final Fantasy thirteen references. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm breaking cave. They're very subtle. <laughs> do not do thirteen. Thirteen. They're I'm very subtle. Subtle. This, is off, this is off the cuff. Do not start with thirteen. Thirteen. 13 that has some... Nice and easy. <laughs> Linear game. I don't know if that makes it nice or easy. Nice progression. Nice progression? You're not going to get lost. You're not going to be... Conf- <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You are not you know what, going I stopped to myself. I, said, I was going to say you're not going to be confused, and then I thought about the story. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be so confused. You're not going to get lost. Because then they have to play... It's like my favorite yeah. Final Fantasy then they have 13 to play 13, review. 2, yeah. and 13, th- Lightning no, Returns. No, you can nah. just play 13. Nah, nah man. 13. Complete the story. <laughs> Highest. You know what you need? It's like, <laughs> you, you need like little yellow notepads, uh, and you just need to have the definition for fallacy and, and lacy, yeah. yeah. and you just post them on the bottom of your totally. television screen. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that is what I would recommend if you're playing 13. Good call. Time for bets. Next week's bet, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, as we learned last week, is the first Earth Defense Force game to have a character creator. 
That's coming out Friday on April 12th. Uh, how many hairstyles will be available in the character creator, Jones? Eight. Bradley Ellis. Ten. Michael Huber. Fifteen. Whoa. No, I guess I'm crazy. I have 31. Wow, the you wealth. You are crazy. MMO, What's dude? normal? I have no idea. It, it, it oh, varies like a, yeah. wildly yeah. with video games. It does, man. It's like, rough, like Destiny right? has like four. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, uh, eight was my first guess. Red Dead Redemption Online uh, has definitely has less than twenty, <laughs> for sure. Wow. Oh, I mean, no. uh, oh, oh, the trick though. Uh, are we are we adding up both men and women? Yeah, apparently uh, they work for both. So oh, like okay. any hairstyle can be used on got any. Got it. Gender. Got it. Um, beforehand, yeah, you might. Jones, if you win this bet, I'm gonna be. On the Ukes bad wagon. Bad wagon, is that something? Bad wagon. Ukes bad wagon? Is Speed that something? Wagon? Can we do something with this? You might, yeah. Uh, <laughs> last week's bet. Oh, I have to do this. Uh, what I'm doing right now is I'm going to eBay.com and I'm going to search for Fuse for the Xbox 360. Nice. Shut up. Fuse? Yes. Fuse. <laughs> How cheap can I buy it now? Oh my god. Jones, $2.20. Jones dude. bet 850, Blood bet 399, Damiani bet 699. I bet 255. Here we go. Kyle's got Here this. Here we go. Okay. Kyle, so, you uh, I'm hoping I it's like one of those Fuse rare Xbox ones, you know. Xbox 360 here, Huber. Yep. But I got to click on buy it now. There are 88 listings for buy it now. Nice. Um and then we got to rank sort by Price, price lowest first, but we said we're not excluding, not including shipping. So okay, here we go. You can get three ninety nine. Buy it now, free shipping. We have removed search results to show you the most. No, view all results, bud. Okay. Oh, I see. This oh, like one ninety nine replacement case. case. Okay, none of that, please. Four ninety nine, two bucks. Two bucks disc only. Fast ship. <laughs> That counts. Totally, can you buy it now? totally counts. I can buy it now. Okay, yeah. that counts. Two bucks, two ninety nine. Yeah, two bucks. I think I'm like after we stop recording, I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when they showed that game off the first time as Overstrike? We were talking. Oh, we couldn't remember Overstrike. the name. Overstrike. Overstrike. Yeah. I was like, oh, this could be cool. Yes. Overstrike. Cool. Overstrike. Yeah, yeah. Huber, you would have bet it. You would have won if you said two twenty. You had the winning bet. Damn it! You're talking about how you don't have the winning bet. You just Damn went it. wrong on the, on the wrong week, dude. Ah. It's funny. I, I I burned myself on like so many countdowns we used to do back in game trailers, where I would just last minute would be like, oh, I gotta buy that game. It's eight bucks. Oh, come on! You know, like, and I should have been buying Fuse that whole time. Fuse full playthrough. They were always a little more expensive yeah. than I than I anticipated. And you never know what weird game is like a cult classic. Uh, just for taxes recently, I was going through all of my Amazon purchases mm -hmm. and seeing all of the dumb, dumb games I bought over the last year is insane. Yeah. You buy a lot of dumb games. Yeah, uh, not too much, though. So when I went through like my game purchases that were strictly used for Easy Allies, if I didn't talk about it on a podcast or something, I didn't include it, uh, like just over a 1000 like $1,200 basically spent mm -hmm. on video games. I thought it would be way more than that. Because like ten new releases would be about like six hundred fifty bucks. Uh, so like yeah, it's about twenty. But Kyle's buying games. like three a year of new releases. Well, like the funny thing is, I was like, I got to like Tomb Raider, uh, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and I never talked about it on any podcast because mm -hmm. I just like got bored of it and quit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, can't write that off. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Kyle. You not saying something <laughs> yeah. is also very telling. That's a me purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the next new game you're buying? I bought it. Is a scathing review. <laughs> uh, what's my next new game, dude? Uh, 
Is is Shovel Knight coming out? Is that happening this week? I'm really confused oh, by it. Oh, like delayed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, wasn't it the battle? Yeah, so yeah. like if maybe that... Uh, Pokemon for sure. When's but the king cards? That, Pokemon's not the next game I'm going to buy. Oh, no, but I mean... Are you going to buy Days Gone? In your future. There's a zero no. percent. It depends on Jones's chance. praise. We've talked about this. Like if Jones comes we got a in shot. here, yeah, we, I can't believe there's even a shot. If Jones has high praise for Days Gone, we there's have a shot. There's no way. There's no way That's Jones. If give Jones, a high Jones the no, nicest no. thing you've ever if said Jones to me. Jones gave Days Gone a nine. You would not buy it. All it would no take way. is a nine point five. It would just take one nitpick for him not to buy it. Yeah, you got a brother in it. Hubert, it's on my team, dude. I believe in Days Gone. Nice. It's, not, it's, it's sneaking up, dude. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. I, I think it is. I'm it's like a little Hell under yeah. the radar. It's yeah. a dark horse. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, I want to bet. So that brings us to Scrappy Little Pigs Eight. Wee! <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas Six. <laughs> Let me talk to you a, a second about uh, for a second about Patreon.com. Slash Easy Allies. Uh, that is the website you would go to if you want to support the Easy Allies, figure out what kind of things we do besides this podcast and what kind of things that uh, levels and tiers and all of these crazy things Patreon involves, one of which is the $5 and up tier. Uh, this is a tier in which if you wanted to submit to Love and Respect or to Glenny's Cauldron, that's where you would go. But more importantly or significantly, you get this podcast two days early. You get it on Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays in both video and audio forms. You don't know when Kyle's going to post it. You don't know what I, I give him that I give him that clip in the in the night and it, it might be when he wakes up mm-hmm. might be at noon mm-hmm. yeah Ooh. might be in the early afternoon it's like syndrome man you yeah. never know when you never know yeah going. do you think I should post I'm not gonna, Jones no Jones, no I love it Jones sends me an email at 4 a.m. like that yeah. you're usually up till 4 a.m. getting that export done uh, yeah last week last week or the week before was brutal because it was podcast sponsors we shot yeah. a lot of stuff that night true I was sick that was yeah that was a fun one <laughs> yeah so I mean the listeners know now that you could potentially get the podcast at 4am pacific time <laughs> if I stayed up that late I'm I'm telling you right now I won't do it <laughs> I just be wait like, it Kyle, out Kyle Kyle are you up Kyle it's posted Kyle you it's up? finished processing the HD's ready Kyle that's like Bloodworth <laughs> review notes dude yeah 4am yeah. yeah. oh shoot just got an IM from that wizard who hates us, Kasharar. I'm shocked. <laughs> they snatched it up. He snatched it up, Dude, man. Cycle. He's got the 24-hour you know worst real part is, is You know he snatched it right away. You know we walked away from that booth. We spent our doubloons. Mm-hmm. I looked for him as we left. <laughs> he waited. I, he's, he's, he's got eyes everywhere. Yeah. And then we leave, and then he buys it immediately, but then waits the whole damn podcast yep. to then drop it. <clears throat> uh, you know what? Another ingredient he got that I was thinking about is the <laughs> the, the voice act. The, every single character is voiced by one guy. Yeah. I was thinking about it. That The phrasing is one guy. I think that implies this person is not talented. You know what I mean? It's not like... It's not like a very good voice actor because a lot of people are just like that voice actor could be insane. Like a lot of people are really good at doing lots of voices. I think when you say every all of your voices from one guy, there's some guy they got. It's just some guy, <laughs> dude. If there's only like two characters in the game, though, gotta specify that. Yeah, we'll could see. Be it. Good. Like Casarar's got, got a lot of things. That's to why fill I need in. the details. You know, it's like we, we we let these things go without specifying. A lot of people want to see a game jam where like we actually try to get people to make these games. But like, I think it's impossible. What a cruel thing to do. Yeah, I don't maybe in do dreams, that. maybe possible in dreams. Nope. Dreams can oh, come true. Although I do like the idea of just fighting the devs at every turn. They're just like, hey, so I know you said the side of the spikes kills you, but I mean, we're, 
Are we serious about that? Are we actually do it. Like, yes, yes, it's very important. One <laughs> percent of double jumps will not work. Me, you can Figure it slip out. around the side. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you need to put a hallway on the side there. That if you even get, you know, <laughs> somewhat close. <laughs> uh, shoot, I think I just won the bet, so I get the right and responsibility to share my Twitter handle with the world. I get to promote any Easy Eyes video I'd like to promote. Get the final word. Anything I disagreed with, want to reiterate, just popped in my head, and I get to sign off with my trademark sign off. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Kyle Bossman. I'm at a rate of almost one every two weeks. Doing your crunches. Like, imagine doing crunches once every two weeks. Your, your body's not feeling Kyle, it. Kyle, dude, huh. stay off the internet right now. It's a lot of... Because of Avengers? So much, so much, so much. Yeah. Just full. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. I set up filters, bud. Yeah. It's not good enough. I You're right. It's not good enough. Because of memes. It's not good yeah. enough because that's what I was thinking of yeah. is images. Yep. People yep. just love to tweet a little images. Yep. 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 What, Jones? It's just Days Gone, Dreams, and Avengers, and Game of Thrones. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like away. literally the next week and a half. Stay it's away. like, yeah. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down now. Shut it down. Uh, <laughs> uh, Easy Eyes video I'd like to promote is, uh, is it called We Talk About Joy? The uh, mandatory update? I think it's Let's Sorry, Easy Update, joy. obviously. Let's Talk About Joy? Yeah. So obviously that meant something to, I think Tyler was his name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously that meant something to somebody, so like, more. Uh, there was one about fear that meant yeah. a lot of, to a lot of people. It's just yeah. like uh, you and Ian, when I say you, I'm talking to Michael Huber, uh, Ian Hank, Don Casanova sitting at a table talking about fear and then talking about joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an open discussion of a very broad concept, but like unusual. Nobody does yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Amanda listened to it before I did and she was like, we were driving somewhere and she's like, I think you and your uh, partners have a lot in common. <laughs> she's like, I listen to this. You and it's psychologically? Yeah, yeah. she's like, yeah. I listen to them talking about fears and it's just, it's you basically. Yeah. It's everything that you're also afraid of. And, yeah. You know, just the idea like, I right before we shot this podcast, I exported Trailer Jones and I was just like, I probably messed up something in this episode. It's just so, you know, you're just throwing things out to the world. It's like, oh, I made a mistake. I know I did. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Hey, gotta minimize the minimize the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the best you can. Yeah, it's kind a of like a, a nice part of the blinking lights is <laughs> we know we'll never have a perfect podcast. Right, there will always be the blinking lights. So we're starting at that baseline of perfection. Mm, yeah, this, right? like, this light's purple. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> uh, that's one thing because of our masterpiece discussion from last week. I liked in the comments is talking about how some of the masters would intentionally put mistakes in their art. Because like perfection is like godliness, and it's like, well, I'm lesser than God, so I'm gonna make a little mistake here. Uh, cute thing, I like that. Um, sorry, triple. You checking. are less than a god, Huber. You <laughs> are less. Uh, final word this week. Hey, why don't you check out Barry? So uh, look, I know HBO. HBO is expensive. I know HBO is an expensive thing. Uh, it's less expensive than I thought it was because I can buy it for $15 a month with HBO Go slash HBO Go Now and then stop it when it's done. Uh, and so, I mean, like, I think a lot of people do it for Game of Thrones, too. And so I'm not saying $15 is cheap to watch one show. I'm merely saying, like, I appreciate this show on a whole level that I don't even like other shows for. Uh, uh, Bill Hader is an inspiration. And so, yeah, uh, highly recommending Barry this week. And my trade- trademark is... <laughs> Tomorrow, there's that off off mic snickering. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow is forever all ours. You want to come play Sekiro and check out my (laughs) sick page?